Welcome to Red Eye, a conversation series where V and I sit down and have the type of conversation you would have on a red eye flight late at night when the world is asleep. All sorts of thoughts can pop into your mind, and we keep things thoughtful and entertaining as we discuss these ideas. Today, V and I were chatting a little bit earlier about everything that's going on with Kyrie Irving, with Kanye, with just the general state of media and the different responsibilities that you have when you do have a large following that a lot of people don't really seem to become aware of as they gain their following or gain their influence. Like in any sort of life situation with great, great power comes great responsibility. And we wanted to really get a little bit more tactical uh, because this is something I personally struggle with a lot is understanding which channels or in which spaces to share which messages as I'm a person who has a lot of very unique beliefs about the world. And I think there's probably a lot of our listeners who in one area or another, you have a belief that a lot of people don't share. And it's been a belief that you would credit with helping you become successful or loving or happy or something along those lines, something that's only worked for you or uh, something like that. And you might want to share it. But in today's society, if you share that energy, that idea the wrong way, you could be creating a situation where you're really just going to be attacked and it's not going to penetrate the masses the right way. So, you know, that's kind of the preface here. And, um, you know, V, I feel like in our conversations about this, which have been plenty, um, you you have like a really structured way that you think about what message should go where. And it's something that, you know, I, I'm like recently starting to pick up on. Um, but can you can you talk a little bit about how you see the different social media platforms and like what kind of communication you feel like works best through each medium of communication? Yeah, I mean, generally, if you're you're speaking on it on a topic that um, is controversial, and you know it's controversial, and you know that people are going to have emotional responses to it, you have to be very thoughtful in how you communicate that message. And the word that I like to use is, you have to be overly careful and in making sure you communicate the context of your message. Um, and that isn't going to happen in short form. And it's not going to happen on platforms in which an audience is ready, has already kind of formulated their opinions and they're waiting um, for hot button issues to come on so that they can respond um, through an emotional lens or th- in a knee jerk way. And I think most of the social media platforms, if not all of them, operate in this manner. They all are pushed toward communicating complex messages in very short form. Whether it's 140 characters or less on Twitter in 60 seconds or less on video or through a photo and a small caption underneath a post. Um, And generally speaking, the more context you give on these platforms, the less well your post generally performs as well. So you're um, putting yourself in a scenario by utilizing these channels to communicate you're also almost putting yourself in a lose-lose situation. And that's what I see people like Kyrie do um, over and over again is 
it's fine if you have a thought that that is against the grain, but you know what you're doing, um, and you should have an idea of once you become a public figure of what is what are lightning rod situations and how to avoid them. If you have some thoughts on a subject that's very controversial, write a book. You know, um, do something in long form that really allows people to communicate to for you to communicate your thoughts. Um, not only in a detailed way, but to an audience that is receptive to thoughts that may be controversial, because there's a specific type of person that is going to read a 150, 200 page book on a subject versus somebody who's going to respond to your thoughts on Twitter. Um, and, and that's probably a helpful starting point in terms of like giving yourself an understanding of time and place um, to communicate your messages. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's really interesting too, because Kyrie's under fire for sharing something on social um, that he considered for his community. But something that's already kind of taking the world by storm is these Discord communities. And to your point, V, there's like this air of publicity that's on these platforms. And I wonder what your take is if he were to do the same thing or even be more extreme but it was in a private discord community that maybe the links in his bio that you can join if you want to talk to Kyrie Irving about what he believes about the world do you think that him sharing media in a more of a private environment in short form would still receive the same treatment um it's inevitable based on the fact that he's a public figure that it would get it would it, get reshared it, screenshot reshared screenshot it it's just you really really have to understand that you don't get the benefit of the doubt from society, um, especially around hot button issues like where we know these things, right? Like everybody who's a public figure should go through some basic PR training to understand. And this isn't about freedom of speech and your ability to read what you want, say what you want. That's not what's being stifled here. And I think there's an audience of people who are supporters of Con- of, of Kanye and Kyrie and these type of figures who are just hiding it under the guise of our supporters of free speech, which I think you have to also have a real understanding of free speech and also platforms in which the truth is there is no such thing as true freedom of speech in society. There are consequences for your words just as much as there are for your actions. Um, And to believe that there are no consequences for what you have to say is very naive, um, to say the least. And that's just something you have to work toward understanding. Um, But yeah, there isn't a scenario in which you can take an issue like race and communicate it on Twitter or communicate a link to something on Twitter. And even, you know, what I would also say is something I I would like to communicate to kind of this generation of people who grew up with these platforms really being a form of education for them and not really understanding that you're not getting necessarily in-depth understanding by following Twitter or following Instagram or following 60-second or less clips on very, very complex, nuanced, detailed subjects is to first give yourself that understanding and to also set a barrier up for yourself to say, hey, I want to make sure I fully understand a subject before I send commentary on it for attention or for feedback from my community on it. 
um, because I don't think people are understanding that people are also in, the, in different processes of understanding and gaining an understanding. So if you communicate a message while you're in that process of gaining knowledge yourself, you're communicating a message before. And I think Kyrie does this a lot himself is he sees something that's of interest that makes sense to him um, and he tweets it out, but he's not taking the time to say, okay, is this a view that I need to have more context on? It's like a knee-jerk reaction to information that he's receiving that he feels is interesting that he's putting out. And then when he gets the response to it, he's very surprised by it. Um, and it's, 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 it's unfortunate um, if his intention really is to not do harm, um, that this continues to happen to him over and over again. But if it happens over and over again, and you're the centerpiece of this, society isn't going to be forgiving. Media is not going to be forgiving. And you have a strict liability component um, that you have to kind of deal with this negative energy that comes your way as a result of you continually not understanding how to communicate your message well. Yeah, and I think it comes to this piece of like pick your poison, right? Which we talk about a lot on this podcast, but there's going to be, you know, consequences that are negative and positive with any decision ma- you make. And if you if you feel a desire to, you know, express an idea while it's a work in progress, you know, out to the world, to your point V, it's like being conscious and like you're not making an argument on whether something is right or wrong, you're making a street smarts argument, yeah. which is that if you want to be able to do some of the things you want to do in the economy, if you want to be able to transact, whether it's right or wrong, you take a very realistic street view on it, mm-hmm. which is like, this is how you have to move to get to what you're trying to get to, right? Yeah. And I think like where you and I differ on this is I take the idealistic or like moral view, which is like, hey, like this is other people projecting their pain onto Kyrie when he says something that's, that's you know, triggering in a sense based on what society is going through right and it's like at the end of the day what you're saying is that neither way is right or wrong but there's consequences with both if you're going to be more street smart you have to live with the fact that your opinions are going to be shared in smaller circles but maybe that's the way it has to be shared for those opinions to be considered honestly by the people that that are listening to it and maybe the way that some of these opinions get shared when they are sensitive issues is putting them in a, in a space where they're actually going to be heard less because you chose to magnify that. And so it's like, it's this additional like consideration of magnification of a thought before you share it. And like, I can speak for, for my generation and likely below when I say that, like, that's not a consideration that happens when, you know, especially when I use social media, like, I just post because my homies are on there. You know what I'm what I'm saying? And like I have a following on there because you know I've been, you know, relatively popular at times in my life, but like I've never considered that to be uh, a responsibility for me in terms of how I speak to that many people. And I think that that's shared by a lot of millennials who have quite large followings is um, you know, a, a lack of consideration that you change into more of a media platform as as far as the way people perceive you and i think that's something that we as a society are all kind of consistently adjusting to because at the same time you see politicians say much more egregious things and get away with it without having any consequences and you see kind of the regular people in society um you know have issues with this and when i say regular i don't mean your regular day-to-day person but i mean like you know the people who are not 
not in power, but are kind of like have some power as a part of the system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the, the truth is you have the right to be as controversial as you want to be. And if you're willing to welcome the results of that, then you can um, take any position that you choose. Right. Um, but I think what happens is a lot of the generation is that people aren't fully aware of the consequences before they make some of these decisions. And then they're very surprised. And that comes from a lack of studying and understanding how our society and culture works. You know, like um, we had the conversation about Muhammad Ali earlier. Muhammad Ali made a very conscious decision, knowing the consequences of saying he wasn't going to go fight in the war. He knew exactly what that was going to bring back on him, and he was willing to pay that price. I think that a lot of what happens with, with, with Kanye and with Kyrie is they don't have a full understanding of what the consequences of their actions are going to be before they make these decisions. And then they become very surprised and don't know how to handle it when it happens to them. When The truth is, when you're a publicly facing figure, you have to understand that most of society is actually uneducated. This is a very tough thing to understand. Most of society is uneducated on many issues. They are being told what to think and what to do. So when you put these kind of nuanced opinions out on these platforms, you're basically putting yourself in a lose-lose situation because your message is being lost. Um, It's potentially ineffective and you potentially are bringing danger to yourself and those people around you um, because people are misinterpreting or misunderstanding because it is less safe now for Kyrie and his family members to go out in public as a result of this thing that is, I think he probably thought was pretty innocuous when he did it. Um, And it's like, are you going to learn the lesson of this pattern of behavior? Because it's not only impacting you, it's impacting everybody around you. It is impacting the Brooklyn Nets, the organization that employs you. It is improving your, impacting your family and friends and those people who are close to you in terms of if Kyrie holds these views, what makes me think this person doesn't hold these views? And it forces a reaction from everyone around you that they probably don't want to take. You saw LeBron take the position that he took on this Kyrie matter as well. So it's just like being aware of the consequences of your action seems to be something that's kind of lost. It'll be fine if you fully understand what yeah. what you're doing and then and then you do it. And anyways. I think the Yeah, and I think the situation Kyrie really handled well was the vaccination situation. He very quietly stayed to himself, did his own thing, and accepted the consequences of not playing last year, right? And it was was his choice, you know? It it played out exactly like that. He didn't go out, tweet a bunch of things. He didn't didn't have to say anything. Um, And, you know, that's kind of one way. To me, that's very akin to Ali in terms of choosing to stand up against the war. Kyrie chose to stand up against a vaccine that he didn't feel he should be forced to take. And, you know, now Europe's actually stopped the mandation of the vaccine because it's causing heart issues in young people. And there's a lot of negative effects with it that are starting to come out now that physicians are very surprised about. So, you know, in his in hindsight, he actually was on the right side of that issue, which is, um, you know, something only a few people felt at that time. And I think that when it comes to things about race, it's kind of different because it wasn't about him. And I think that's why the situation created so much conflict is that it was a perspective on something that he wasn't living, he wasn't experiencing personally. It wasn't about his life. And it's like, 
in both situations, you're going to have people that are upset. You're going to have people that support you. But in this situation, what's different is that it's far more tied in to the financial implications. In the previous situation, the vaccine, he was able to forfeit whatever portion of his salary he had to forfeit if he made any at all and lived with the consequences of it. And this one, it's a little bit trickier because there's a lot of social tension involved and there's going to have to be um, signaling to an extent because of the parties involved in this controversy. And I think that it's a it's important to become aware of those situations. Like we all know LeBron's statement at Kyrie was not authentically how he feels about Kyrie. It was LeBron doing PR control, just like he did with the Hong Kong comments from Daryl Morey when he was at the Houston Rockets. And to your point, V, you have to be able to anticipate how people will react and you know be at peace with that. And from Kyrie's perspective, if he's willing to pay the price for his ability to speak his truth to the masses, then all power to him, right? And I think that's the choice that you know he he is an ind- individual gets the opportunity to make in this situation. He's you know an incredible basketball talent, but he's also a human being separate from that, and he gets to choose one hundred percent what he does with his life and what he wants to stand for. And like that's that's just what it comes down to. And you know I think like it's tough as a fan sometimes to see people walk outside of the path when you really value like what they bring, for example, to the sport of basketball. But in reality, like I do think we're at this really beautiful time in history where people are becoming multidimensional and there's a lot of friction as people are trying to figure out how to do that in society the right way. Um, but it definitely feels like the future is, is a place where people are multidimensional. But in this kind of period of evolution, there will be a lot of people lost along the way for you know, not being super savvy about how they approach it. And so if you don't have millions of dollars behind you, if you don't have power behind you, if you don't have fame behind you, it really makes a lot of sense to be a little bit wary as you move through the process and keep people around you who can help you to identify if you're doing something or saying something that's going to put you in trouble. 100%, you know, and, and, and you know this, I've reiterated this, one of my life philosophies, and it's an unfortunate life philosophy that's come out of experience is there's a price to pay for every decision that you make in your life. There's something to be gained, but there's always a price. And you have to determine whether or not that price is something that you're willing to pay for that decision. Um, and that's completely on you as a person. There are some people who enjoy being the center of controversy and the center of friction, and therefore they live their life making these decisions to do that. That's a prime example of that is Donald Trump. He, he lives for it. Um, it gives him life. It gives him energy. Um, you have to ask yourself if that's really who you are and what you want. Um, as well. And I think that's something that I don't, from understanding and hearing Kyrie, he's not someone who wants, at least what he says is he wants to be, live a life of peace and happiness and, and unity, but his own actions are what's causing that to be disrupted. Um, and he's got to own that. This isn't the world kind of destroying Kyrie Irving. The you have to. The only person that can take responsibility is you. You can't control the world. You can only control you. And you have to ask yourself: Is this is causing me pain? This is causing me tension that I don't want to have in my life. Maybe I should change and make some changes in my approach. And that's a conversation he needs to have with himself. And maybe the conversation is: I don't give a damn, and I'm just going to keep doing what I do. You know, but that's completely on him. And there's 
The other layer of this that's kind of frustrating to me personally is, as a, and this is a societal question because I do understand, it's almost a rhetorical question, but the question is, why do people care so much, right? Yeah, like, that's, a great, that's a great question. And the truth is, unfortunate truth is that people do care so much. Um, so just asking that question and, and forcing yourself to say, you shouldn't give a damn what I think. It's, it's like, okay, but then you go on Twitter with a platform of millions and millions of people who literally are there for that reason. You're going to get a, a, a certain response from that. You know what I mean? So It's ultimately a point where there's a point, a line of demarcation. People are rooting for you to a point, And then the second you cross that, people are rooting against you. You've become the oppressor from the oppressed, right? And it's like, people are obsessed. People are obsessed with playing out this narrative. Our society's obsessed with it. It's what we're going through, you know? It's like, and it's a beautiful part of what it means to be alive right now is we're asking the important questions. Who are we? Do the things that we say, do the things that we share actually convey who we are? Do they convey our character? Do they convey how we treat others? And why do we have the assumption? Why do we jump to the assumption that they do, you know? And I think this is the time where those questions will be answered. The previous era was, you know, it was about gender. It was about race. It was about, are we treating each other the right way? Are we creating environments that are, you know, systematically limiting people from achieving the same kind of success that everyone else has has a right to achieve? And, you know, now we've moved into a cerebral space, which just shows you the amount that humanity is maturing and at such a rapid pace in front of our eyes. Like, it's a really really beautiful time to be alive from my perspective. 100%. 100%. Well, on that note, I think that brings us to the end of end of this red eye. Hopefully you were able to take away a, a couple different things that you can bring to the way that you express ideas that'll help you to achieve your outcomes. Maybe an additional question you can ask yourself along the way um, that'll help your ideas actually be re- received and received by the right people who need to receive them. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. On that note, no matter what happens, you gotta you gotta stay moving and be you. You as fly. Pilot boys out.